Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, be with us during these challenging times in our lives. We know that you allow challenges to come our way so that always a greater good can come from it. Send us the light of your Holy Spirit so that we can see those ways in which we can glorify your name and help our brothers and sisters who are in need during these challenging times. We ask that you guide us always toward the greater good, uh, that you help those who are in need with, first of all, the basic necessities of life that they had, and also that you strengthen their faith that they may carry the burdens and the difficulties in their lives, especially during these times, the difficulties of the COVID virus and all that is uh, accompanying that with the economy struggling as it is. Uh, may it move uh, all of us to be more generous that we help all of those who are in need. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, uh, we have a special show. It's the 100th episode of Cajun Catholics. And uh, today, we have our Honorable Bishop, Douglas Desitels. Welcome to the show. Bishop. Thank you. Good to be here. And uh, congratulations and happy anniversary. Thank you so year. much. Yeah. Uh, and our co-host today is Mrs. Blue Rolfus, no stranger to Acadiana, a legend. And uh, we're honored <laughs> to have her on the show. This is a two-part series, and uh, Blue will be featured on part two, which will be next week. But Blue, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you and Bishop. Thank you. So we're going to have fun with, uh, with the Bishop today and ask a lot of fun questions. But Bishop, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a native to South Central Louisiana, born in the little town of uh, Basile, Louisiana. Grew up there along with my seven brothers and sisters. We were eight children in the family. Wow. One bathroom in the house. <laughs> uh, but we all learned uh, many social skills by living so close together. How to share, how to take turns. Uh, I come from a family of great faith. My uh, mother's side of the family, as well as my father's side of the family, were very devout Catholics. The faith was very central to our lives uh, growing up. In fact, the little church that I uh, was baptized in and confirmed in, first communion, first confession, and even ordained a priest in, was kind of the center of the town. And everything, uh, faith and culture, revolved around uh, the life of the church. So that's the, the environment that I grew up in, along with the example of a very holy and good pastor who was there for almost 40 years. And he was the inspiration for my vocation to the priesthood and my desire to want to be a priest. Uh, I grew up thinking, you know, that's, I think I'd like to do what he does. And the parts of his life that inspired me so much was how devoted he was to the spiritual needs of the community, not only to Catholics, but he was even regarded by non-Catholics as being important in their faith lives also. And also how he just was kind over those 40 years, just became kind of a fixture and part of uh, several generations of the families that lived in that area. You didn't go anywhere or do anything unless you called Father Spire and asked him about it and see if uh, uh, he had objections to it. 
or if he wanted to be part of it also. Mm -hmm. So that was a very faith-filled environment that I grew up in and was my inspiration to want to enter the seminary as a young kid in the ninth grade in high school. Wow. And uh, to begin my studies for the priesthood, which I did for 12 years, four years in high school, four years in college, and four years of graduate work afterwards. Uh, so that's uh, been almost 43 years ago wow. now that I was ordained a priest. What do you think? Uh, did you get to know your grandparents? Uh, I got to know my grandmother on my mother's side and my grandmother on my father's side. My two uh, grandfathers were deceased at the mm -hmm. time that I was a very young child, and so I didn't get to know them so much. But uh, they were also great influences in my faith life as well as in my, in my family life. My grandmother on my mother's side didn't speak English, so we all had to learn French also wow. so that we could communicate. So I grew up uh, bilingual. Uh, I would walk with her every Sunday. She went to the French Mass, which was at 7.30 in the morning at St. Augustine's, and was very faithful about doing it. Her faith was very strong. I was always amazed, uh, even though she didn't have the opportunity to go to any kind of higher education, maybe the eighth grade, uh, still, she knew every article of the Catholic faith. Hmm. So that's a great tribute to the culture that she grew up in, as well as the missionary efforts of the priests who served uh, that church where she grew up, you know, that they were able to, you know, enunciate uh, what it is that we believe as Catholics. And uh, she held on to that. In fact, she had some interesting quirks about her because of her Catholic faith, she would never eat lamb. Oh, wow. And I asked her one time, Grandma, why do you not uh, like to eat lamb? We said, well, I like lamb, I just don't eat it, because she had a picture in her, and she's telling me all this in French, she had a picture of the Good Shepherd in her house, and he was always pictured holding a lamb, and mm -hmm. so she just thought it would be not a nice thing for Catholics to eat lambs. <laughs> I'm a big hunter, and I don't. Uh, if, uh, I mentioned to you our first episode ever was Father Mike Delcom, and he hunts doves, and I won't shoot them or eat them. I'm the same way. <laughs> I had a supernatural. It is. It's the Holy Spirit. I said, "How can you shoot the Holy Spirit, Father?" <laughs> oh, I'll shoot yours too. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, Blue, jump in. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love to hear Bishop tell the story of how he grew up and to hear all of his adventures uh, being part of a big family. And I think one of the most interesting things also about his heritage and his early education is the building that we work in now, the Chancery, the central offices, was Bishop's High School Seminary. Wow. And it's really fun to tour the building with him and have him say, well, Blue, we're standing in the middle of my social <laughs> studies classroom. Wow. You know, this was the gym and this is where we used to study whatever and it's just it's so exciting to me to be able to go to mass we're, we're very lucky um, the priests at the chancery including bishop take turns saying mass for us three days a week nice. and it's a real thrill to me to be able to go into immaculata chapel and be able to have mass in the same place that bishop and all of his seminary so beautiful classmen. i have to add that the ch we were very devout using that chapel because it was the only air-conditioned building at the time <laughs> <laughs> at the 
So we had a, we developed a great uh, a great devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, and we were always going to the chapel to uh, cool off in the. Hospital. I'm not that old, but at, even at cathedral, you know, we didn't have air conditioning as students. You know, we I can remember the windows being open and the fans on, and it was hot in the summertime. Yep. You know, that's not that long ago. So, Blue, think of a question that you've been just dying to ask the bishop. I know they work together. They probably talk a lot, but uh, oh. but but throw something at him. <laughs> That's probably what I do more than anything is ask the bishop questions. I know sometimes when he sees me coming, he just wants to say, oh, uh, no, no, more questions. I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. oh, let's see. Gosh. Well, one of the interesting things also about bishop's heritage is uh and todd i don't know if you stay in touch with your high school classmates oh yes but bishop stays in touch with his and they they get together the Basile high graduates get together and i love to be able to run into people who have gone to school with the bishop in fact um there's a a mutual friend of ours named jen who graduated from Basile high with him and she has told me wonderful stories about bishop but i'm i think i'm afraid to ask if they're true (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have two friends from kindergarten that we're best friends and we eat together once a week, you know, so there's nothing like that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. We are able to yeah. catch up on everybody's life, you know, which is they've all developed in their own way. But now we're at the point where we kind of talk about what our cholesterol level is. <laughs> how's your blood pressure doing and uh, all of those things. <laughs> I, I think for some of the questions that our listeners would want to know, n- not so much religious questions, like secular type music or books or things that you grew up with that you can remember that, were, that you guys enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Well, we, of course, grew up with Cajun French music. Uh, that was very much a part of our community, the celebration of Mardi Gras, of course, which is going to... Uh, not, come not around. Be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as uh, music is concerned, we I grew up kind of with a wide range of, uh, of likes in music, mainly from my parents. My father was a veteran of the Second World War, so he was part of that generation of uh, Glenn Miller and the big band era and all of those. So we heard a lot of that growing up uh, as kids. My uh, older brothers and sisters uh, in high school were into Elvis Presley, the Beach Boys, all of those um, groups of the 60s and 70s, so heard a lot of that. And then uh, because of my uh, education at the seminary in high school, I got a good round exposure to classical music, Mm -hmm. which I uh, came to love very much. Uh, I'm kind of a videophile. I love uh, old movies. Uh, particularly uh, what's titled film noir, mm-hmm. that, uh, that generation of films, uh, because of the great storylines that they have and the wonderful acting and drama that I kind of miss in seeing modern in modern movies mm-hmm. and stuff. There's so much animation and very little story plot uh, and not as much uh, acting as uh, some of the movies from the 50s and 60s that I still watch on YouTube and... Amazon Prime on television, you can get all of those. You'll like this. My family got together as a whole family, my young little family, and we watched It's a Wonderful Life in color for the first time. Wow. And it was really awesome. I mean, it's a different show in color, but I love that movie. And uh, you so remind me of my father. I I had the great honor to to go to your home that one time, and and, and you have a a great library. Just like, just remind me of my parents' home. Uh But you so much remind me of my dad. But so uh, I guess a a question would be, in the in the last, I guess it's been four years now. Yep, it'll be five years, April fifteenth. 
Yeah. What success, I'm curious to know for you what success looks like. For us in business, it's, you know, you add up the dollars and the cents and the cars we sell. But for you, what does success look like? And, and, and tell me some of the highs in the last four years for you. Well, one of the successes is sitting right here uh, with uh, Blue. Great success. <laughs> and to have been able to tap into her knowledge and experience to accomplish something I wanted to do when I first got here. Uh, and that was to find someone who was knowledgeable in, uh, the, in media, in, uh, on, uh, in, uh, in information technology, uh, in uh, social media, uh, as well as television and so forth, uh, to be able to use those tools, which are modern tools uh, of communication, to be able to get the, the good stories out uh, about all the wonderful things that happen in our diocese. We have so many... Uh, wonderful little parishes in towns around in the diocese, in fact, 122 parishes. Uh, and each of them are a, a community unto themselves. They have traditions, they have uh, community spirit, they do charity work together, they have festivals that they celebrate. Uh, and all of those have, have just wonderful stories that need to be told and so that all, if every, it's an evangelizing tool to get that out to all of them. Uh, parishes in in our diocese uh, and uh, I think it was a success because we had everything in place uh, during this important uh, thing that began last year with the shutdown of uh, for, for a few months until we could figure out what this pandemic was and well, how are the safe ways to navigate it we were able to use the social media that was in place. We were able to use, uh, because of Blue's contacts, with uh, one of the local television stations. They were airing... I know which one that is. Yeah, they were airing, uh, <laughs> they were airing the Mass at the Cathedral every Sunday for us. Uh, and I think their ratings went really high whenever they would Absolutely. do that. Absolutely, yes. So we were able to, to use those tools uh, to get us through uh, the first months of the pandemic until we could reopen and figure out how to come to Mass sa uh, safely uh, and to observe the protocols for mitigating the spread of the thing. So I, I see that as a great success, you know, in, um, in the short time that I have been here. Uh, other great blessings that I've, uh, that I've experienced is the opportunity to get around to uh, the various parishes in our diocese, which I do for confirmations, for celebrations of their anniversaries, uh, and and to experience the communities that we have in our in our diocese, it's a wonderful diocese. I know you all live here, and you see it all the time. But I have to tell you, it's not like this all over the United States. No. This is a unique area of the country. Uh, it's unique area of the Catholic Church in in our country, and uh, and I've grown in my appreciation and love for it by being able to re-experience it all as an adult and as bishop of of the diocese. Uh, so, you know, I, I th that's another great, I think, uh, not so much a success on my effort part, but a great consolation for me and a, a great reward for me was being able to uh, to have that contact with the people in, in the Diocese so nice. of uh, Lafayette. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, today's guest is Bishop Douglas Desitels, and our co-host is Mrs. Blue Rolfus. She's the communications director for the diocese, and it's a real honor to have him on the show today. And, Thank you. Um, 
So, Bishop, I know you like to exercise, and we mentioned music a little bit. And this is funny because <laughs> I tease my kids, and I say, you know, they don't let you exercise in the Olympics with music on your ears. That's cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. Are you cheating when you exercise? You listen I, to music? It's not always music. I yeah. like to listen to uh, a, a talk radio show. That Cajun I, Catholics, I bet. <laughs> Are you on the air at 6 in the morning? Uh, we're podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So I, uh, I, you know, I for many years when I was serving as a priest in Dallas, as a local television state, a local uh, radio station, WBAP, uh, which is on from uh, five to nine in the mornings, and I, I liked the hosts on it. They're very uh, comical. You get news and some local uh, uh, stories, uh, which are very funny sometimes. Uh, so I just got used to listening to them at that time mm-hmm. of the morning, and I do whenever I'm. Uh, it's, and then sometimes I don't bring anything just so I can listen and talk to people that are there at the gym. So right the answer is yes, you cheat most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. That's no, okay. It he works out me. hard. It and is. I'm inspired by you because I, I, you, you work out hard. I, I've seen you out of the corner of my eye. Well, it, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a help. I can put in a longer day when I'm doing some, some type of, uh, of exercise. And it keeps him from getting grouchy, you know, if you ever right. get a good disposition. He's never so. grouchy, Todd. Nah, I believe I've that. I've never seen him I've grouchy. Seen him <laughs> um, so um, Blue, jump in here. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sure. Um, Bishop mentioned his years of ministry in the uh, Diocese of Dallas, and I think that our our listeners might be interested to hear how a young priest from Basile ended up in the Diocese mm-hmm. of Dallas for so long before Pope Francis sent you back to us. Back to uh, God's country, yes. That's uh, right. I ended up uh, as a priest for the Dallas Diocese because uh, Lafayette actually used to send their seminarians to study at the University of Dallas, which is a Catholic university, and there's a seminary on the campus there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, along with several other priests in the diocese, were there uh, studying uh, and then a time came, I think a new bishop was appointed to uh, Lafayette, and they wanted to do some changes. And I requested uh, to be able to stay there. The University of Dallas is a wonderful Catholic university with a very strong, still is, very strong liberal arts uh, program that I wanted to finish there and graduate from. So I asked permission to be able to do that and to serve uh, in the area, and uh, the bishop granted it to me. So I was very pleased to do that. I had many happy years there as an assistant pastor and uh, as a pastor, and then later on as an auxiliary bishop of the Dallas Diocese. So. Now, I don't find that you have an accent, but did, yeah. did they think that you were Cajun? They did. In <laughs> fact, I remember the first week we got there, uh, the rector of the seminary told us all, said, all you people from Louisiana, sleep with your shoes on so you'll get used to wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. They had some uh, preconceived notions about uh, Cajuns. Well, just a comment. I, I get to see the fruit of your work. Um, I have in the, in the last, I mentioned it's the 100th episode, and the, the guests that I have had, both lay and, and, and the clergy, have inspired me because you, you mentioned it earlier, it is a special place. It's God's country. And I get to hear that. And I, and I get to hear that from so many perspectives, and it's so heartwarming. And, it, and for me, it's changed my life. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how this came about is I, I kept nudging the radio station and saying, hey, there's all these wonderful people, and there's these stories that need to be told. Absolutely. Somebody needs to come and do that. And they were trying to hopefully I encourage them to find somebody to host this show. And they just said one day, why don't you do it? And I'm like, no. 
and I, and I, I agreed <laughs> to do it, and it's been such a blessing to me. But to, sure. I get to hear all these wonderful stories, and yeah, uh, there, there are so many. It's a special place. It is. So one of the stories that's come across often during the 100 episodes we've done is the – the, the, the Louisiana state flag with the pelican and also the Acadiana flag. And I noticed when I did a little research on you that in your coat of arms that they're both in there. Mm-hmm. And so many don't know that the star in there is the Virgin Mary. Am I right? Mm-hmm. On yes, yeah, and it was patrons. part of the Acadian, uh, Acadiana flag uh, when they were in what is now Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was a sign of the protection of the Blessed Mother, yeah. And I had the great privilege to go to the Holy Land, and in the upper room, I was telling them that there are pelicans on the pillars right. up there. And tell them what that's about. The pelican, the uh, pelican, the image of the pelican uh, feeding its youngsters uh, is, a, is an image of the Eucharist. And it's modeled on the fact that, of, of a legend, that if a pelican cannot find food uh, for, its, uh, for its chicks, uh, it will open up its own chest and feed it from from the, from the entrails of the of the mother, and the reason it's a symbol of the Eucharist is because Christ gave Himself for us uh, in the Eucharist, and we receive His body and blood as our spiritual nourishment in the sacrament of the Eucharist. And so, every many you'll see many altars with that image of the of uh, the pelican feeding its chicks, you know, uh, and a sign of the of the Eucharistic species that we receive. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's it's amazing, and this is what I get to enjoy on a daily basis. <laughs> just this this wisdom and this uh, this devotion to the the Holy Mother and the Eucharist, and uh, it's just it's incredible. That's why I love my job. It's it's the beautiful <laughs> faith that we have, you know, that in um, in our area here, you know. It's really special. So uh, through prayer, one of the, my thoughts recently, and you hit on it earlier, about uh, how many uh, churches there are in Acadiana and South Louisiana. And you mentioned, I think, 122 parishes. Right. And would it be safe to say that <clears throat> in those 122 parishes, most of them have a tabernacle with, with, with the Eucharist inside for the they, most part? They all do. They all do. Yes. And if we truly believe as Catholics that that's the real presence it's the real body and blood of christ yes. uh, you know how awesome is that that in this one little area there's 122 points where that where, where jesus is physically present that was my thought through prayer this week uh-huh and you know i think it would be cool Joe, i'm going to challenge you blue to come up with a little map that would uh, have <laughs> that and because i think that would be an impressive map to see that's a great idea you know to show people how present the lord is in in, in cajun country here so um Bishop, tell me about some of your best favorite Cajun dishes. Uh, are you a cook? <laughs> I do cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't do as much as I used to because of uh, time constraints. Uh, but you know, in a family of eight kids, uh, my mother uh, eventually uh, gave us the good example of how to prepare food, uh, and we learned on our own. Some of them also. But uh, uh, you know, it's you know, it's like the old saying: when you if a Cajun boy wants to marry a girl, you know, he asks, uh, uh, "Are you Catholic? And can your mother make a room?" <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's you know, part of our uh, heritage is is food. Also, you know, there's a, a deeper spiritual meaning that I only came to realize later on, 
the reason why we uh, in this area like to get together, and it's difficult, of course, during the pandemic right, going right now, but we love to get together with family and with friends, and it's it's always over a meal. You know, mm-hmm. if you're coming, let's eat. What are we going to cook tonight? What are we gonna... And there's a connection of that with our gathering together spiritually around the Eucharistic table also, um, that mm-hmm. idea of, of feeding and sharing in a meal. Uh, is uh, is very deeply rooted in our DNA, you know, because of our Catholic faith in in this area. So I do. I like to cook. Uh, oh, when I now when I have a day off, I will uh, make a big batch of uh, gumbo and uh, put it in small Tupperware things. Put it in the freezer. So when I come home late at night after a confirmation, I can just pull that out and have that for supper, uh, or you know, a roast or an etouffee, and uh, get all of that into small Tupperware things that I can just pull out conveniently and uh, nuke it. <laughs> and uh, and get ready to eat right away. Uh, so yes, I, I like I experiment with uh, lots of Cajun foods. You know, uh, it, some called it my roadkill gumbo, but it's, <laughs> it's really mostly chicken and sausage gumbo. <laughs> so I that is my thing, chicken and sausage gumbo. I've convinced my children that I'm the best that there is. Uh-huh. Tell me, I have everybody two, has the everybody's got the best, best right? Everyone's no two gumbos own. are the same. That's correct. That's and so, two questions: Do you make your own roux? Second, second question is: What kind of sausage do you use? When I uh, do make, I do make my own roux whenever I have time to do it. Nice. I uh, don't always have time to, uh, so I borrow from some of the locals, uh, and they're in the stores. And uh, then the kind of sausage, well, God, i got to be careful with how. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know. Well, I'm sorry to ask that question. Fresh, I have, fresh uh, sausage, smoked sausage. <laughs> oh, yes, smoked sausage, uh, although a neighbor of mine have introduced me to raw sausage, uh, yes. or, you know, green sausage, and fresh putting sausage, that in yeah. gumbos, and uh, I like it a lot. I'm going to start trying that and using I do it both. more often. Yeah. But I get, you know, sausages from home, from our area there. I won't tell you the store. Okay, no, uh, no endorsements. And also, yeah, uh, and then uh, from local area here also. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many. Pl- I mean, you can't uh, you can't go anywhere without finding uh, someone who claims to have the best sausage in South Louisiana. So, <laughs> absolutely. I think yeah. people might be interested to find out if uh, there's another controversial part of gumbos, and that's whether you include potato salad. Or ah, not. Uh, in, in or out, thoughts? right? Yes, in, exactly. In, Any in thoughts? the bowl. <laughs> I usually enjoy, uh, you know, uh, potato salad. But I usually enjoy it on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm an on-the-side guy, too. <laughs> however, you know, in yeah. this age of keto diets and stuff, you know, I don't uh, get into too many carbohydrates. So the rice is enough uh, <laughs> nowadays that, uh, as I get older. <laughs> just a couple of minutes left on the show. Um, I, I, just a quick story for me. I, I was uh, making a gumbo, and my wife ran out of the multi-purpose flour, and they had this wheat flour, which she bought by accident. And I used it, and I don't know if you've you, you use wheat flour. I never heard of wheat flour until yeah. last week. And I thought then, all flour came was well, from Well, you know, but there it is. There's like white flour and wheat flour. And uh-huh. so my little 16-month-old grandchild came and got in bed with me uh he was being we were babysitting and he kept pointing to the bible next to my bed and so i just randomly opened them i said oh you want me to read to you so i opened it to like luke 11 i believe it was and do you know that when jesus speaks of the parable of um of what is the how shall i compare the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and the next line says it is like wheat flour yeah and i couldn't believe that uh-huh. i'd never heard of that prior to sure. last week that's crazy. Well, it is, uh, you know, wheat was such a, uh, a basic food, you yeah. know, uh, for them. So it's, 
There you go. Had lots of wheat. It's in the Bible. It is. <laughs> it must be true. Uh, so it's just been uh, just so much of an honor to have you on the show today. It's been and, an honor uh, to be here, Todd. Yes. I wish you nothing but the best. And again, um, it's a lifetime job, right? Just like the Supreme Court. It is <laughs> lifetime <laughs> job. Yes, you know. Well, I know you're in great shape because I see you working out hard, and you're going to be with us a long, <laughs> long time. And uh, I want to thank you on behalf of all the good Cajun Catholics for being our Pope. I know you're the bishop, but you're truly the Pope of the Cajun. I, believe I got more than I can handle now. Okay, all right. Pope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Uh, today was our 100th episode. Uh, if you happen to miss the show on uh, on air, uh, you can always uh, hear it on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts if you uh, search Cajun Catholics. Again, uh, we feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana and none greater than the two I have here today. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank God you, bless God. you both. Thanks, Enjoy being here, and God bless everyone. Thank you. And as always, we ask you to, uh, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic community. Until next time, God bless.